This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. All right. Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I am Nicole. I'm Laura. So I want to start this episode by, um, if you've made it to this episode, thank you for sticking with us. Because clearly <laughs> the last couple of episodes, we checked out. Yeah. Uh, it was, I was summer. We were I was tired. I had a lot. So, and part of it was Mike likes to, um, no, he doesn't like to. He didn't have a choice. He was working in the morning. Mm. And when I listened to the bacteria meningitis episode, yeah, that was very technical. Mm-hmm. And we were very tired. Mm-hmm. So I haven't heard the other one yet that we did that day, which was the Wives Tales, which oh, I that should be fine. a little more animated. Yeah. But uh, we've decided to go back to basics. Yep. <laughs> My hands are cramped from writing. I wrote every goddamn thing down this time. No more sheets of paper. Yeah. No more reading off of anything. Mm-hmm. You're getting the full back to basics scissors and scrubs today. We're back right. in school. Back in school. Mm-hmm. Trying to make this uh, back the way it should be. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, somebody wrote to us Mm -hmm. and she wrote to us, we were talking about, uh, it kind of had addressed anorexia. In uh, one of our Thanksgiving episodes, we talked about, it was like football and food or something. We talked about anorexia and bulimia yeah, and then football. (laughs) And so she is a type one diabetic and she talks about her battles with anorexia and how she used her type one diabetes to to achieve the goals that she was looking for with anorexia. So that got us thinking, I guess it's time to cover type one versus type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I don't know if it's a generational thing or not, but my parents in my parents' generation, they don't call anything cancer. Or di- it's always the cancer, the, the diabetes, as my aunt likes to call it, the COVID. It's not COVID. It's the COVID. So, growing up, my cousins always had the diabetes, mm-hmm. and my cousins were type 1 diabetics, so I chose to cover type 1, and mm-hmm. we're going to go chronologic since type 2 comes after type 1. <laughs> so, we're going to refer to the diabetes. It, he has well, the I, diabetes. I love when they would say diabetes. No, how do they say it? Diabetes. 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 <laughs> diabetes. He's got the diabetes. He's got the diabetes. He's got the diabetes. And they can't have a stitch of sugar. Don't give him anything. Don't give him anything. No cake, no nothing. He can't nothing. have any sugar at all, mm-hmm. which is not true. Um, but it just cracks me up. He has, he has the cancer. He has the cancer. Where, where? I don't know. He's got the cancer. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's no. all the same. The diabetes. Mm-hmm. The foot drop. Okay. <laughs> My information comes from this, the CDC mm-hmm. and WebMD. Okay. All right. Here we go. I got to get organized. <laughs> Type 1 diabetes is sometimes known as insulin-dependent or juvenile diabetes mm-hmm. it's when your pancreas does not make any or very little insulin insulin is the hormone that your body needs to help blood sugar enter the cells where your cells make it into energy yes. and if anybody remembers nursing 101 biology the fucking Krebs cycle atp I, I still <laughs> i just remember the name of it and i hated the Krebs cycle although it never changes once you've memorized it it's no, but I don't think I ever memorized oh. it. And have we ever... No, I don't need to know Ever that. needed to know no. anything about the Krebs cycle? No. Why did we learn the Krebs cycle? I don't know. Over and over again. Fucking Krebs cycle. Mm-hmm. 
when there is an uh, there is no insulin, your blood sugar is going to build up in your bloodstream and it's going to wreak havoc on your organs, on your brain, on everything. It you're, you have to balance the blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Type 1 is less common than type 2 and only about 5% of the population will have type 1. Type 1 is caused by an autoimmune... Um, Jesus Christ. You're right. Bailey, maybe my blood sugar is too high. I don't know what the <laughs> Take it easy, Nicole. Okay. It is caused by an autoimmune reaction where your body attacks itself and it destroys the beta cells that make insulin. Mm-hmm. Got all that? I'm going to mm-hmm. be tested later. Mm-hmm. Type 1 may not be detected for years and it can show up in late childhood, which is where it got the nickname Juvenile, Juvenile Diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, diet and lifestyle habits do not cause type 1. So you could eat as much fucking sugar as you want you're not going to get type 1 diabetes you can do whatever you want you're not going to get type 1 diabetes you could be 500 pounds you're not going to get type 1 Mm -hmm. uh symptoms of type 1 can take a few weeks or months to develop but when they do watch out yeah you're fucked symptoms extreme thirst now this also applies to cats so if your cat cats get diabetes they get the diabetes bad so just keep it you know the cat's drinking a lot it's extreme thirst okay Increased hunger even after eating, but I already have those. <laughs> I have all of these. <laughs> so far, I already have the two for two. Dry mouth, upset stomach, and vomiting. Frequent urination. Mm-hmm. Uh, unexplained weight loss, even though you're eating and feeling hungry. I don't I have, have that. Never so had I'm, that I'm, problem. I'm good. I'm in the never. I literally, if I'm watching somebody eat ice cream, I've put on five pounds. Fatigue, blurry vision. Kuzmal respirations. Do you remember that from nursing school? Hmm. Okay. Kuzmal respirations, a heavy labored breathing. Mm-hmm. Frequent infections of the skin, UTIs, and infections of the vagina. That's Crankiness and mood changes. Have that. In bedwetting to, that's new to children. Like they've been trained, they've been dry through the night, and all of a sudden it's yes. time to pee the bed. Type 1 emergency signs. You see someone doing this. You gotta either get sugar in them immediately or you gotta get them to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Shaking and confusion. And a, a lot of these, when I was an EMT, are confused with being drunk. Yeah. So often you would come across somebody who was actually in diabetic shock and you would think they were just. Right, because the way they act, it's like. Yeah, not you'd have drunk. to literally smell their breath, mm-hmm. which if you've been drinking fucking Cosmos all night, it's gonna oh, be sweet. fruity. Yeah. All right, so shaking and confusion, rapid breathing, fruity smell to the breast, belly pain. And loss of consciousness. These, like I just said, can also be signs. A lot of people mistake it for drinking. I have a friend who's a cop, and he's like, I went to this house. This guy was belligerent. He was really giving us a hard time. He's like, we threw him to the ground, blah, 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 only to find he was in fucking diabetic shock. He's like, and then we had to move him in the hospital. I felt like a jerk. (laughs) Excuse me. So type 1 can cause dehydration because you have all that extra sugar in your blood, and it's causing you to pee more and pee a lot, Mm -hmm. so you get dehydrated. The weight loss is because as the urine's going out, it's taking a bunch of calories with it. You can go into diabetic ketoacidosis, which Laura, Laura will cover later mm-hmm. when I stop having a stroke and stutter. Yes, please. Um, massive damage to your body. The high sugar levels can damage nerves and small blood vessels in your eyes, your kidneys, and your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're pregnant, it can cause early delivery, birth defects, stillborn, and preeclampsia. You mm-hmm. have skin problems, gun problems. Uh, you can get hardening of the arteries, so you'll lead to heart attacks and stroke. My cousin with the diabetes mm. was 60 years old and died of a massive heart attack. Mm. And I wouldn't mind. She was fucking vegetarian, 
controlled her diabetes. Yeah, it doesn't, it does not make doesn't a difference. Matter. Does not make a difference. My great grandmother was blind. Yeah. Oh, he's blind. The foot yeah. neuropathy mm-hmm. they get. I mean, it. it no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. Diabetes. We're laughing because Mike is having a little bulbaregnus, also known as stomach issues, going on over there. <laughs> there is no way to prevent type 1. No way, no way. If you have it, you have it. It's yeah. genetic. Mm-hmm. It is seen with diseases such as Graves' disease and other autoimmune diseases. People at a high risk are those that are under 20. White people. And you have a parent or a sibling who also has the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Treatment for type 1 diabetes. Got to get through some of the dry stuff first, okay? All right, you need insulin management to control the sugars. That's another one. They have the sugars. You can control the blood sugars. Mm-hmm. My mother would say, he's got the sugars. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> All right, three main things type 1s need to know about insulin. Mm-hmm. The onset, which is how long the insulin takes to actually reach the bloodstream yes. and lower it. Two, the peak, mm-hmm. which is when the insulin is actually doing the most work to lower your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And three... The duration. How long is that insulin going to last? Because if you, you take your insulin and then you don't eat, you're going to go to shock. Mm-hmm. You're going to drop and it's not right. going to Or if you don't take enough of it and you eat too much, you're going to have other problems. Yeah. If you decide to go exercise mm-hmm. and you took your insulin and you didn't eat, you're going to go like, it is such a balance, a yeah, balance that these poor people are dealing with and they're constantly checking the blood sugars. Like they have new equipment out now yeah. that will help, but my father-in-law, it's type 2, but he has to take insulin. Mm, he's bad type 2. Yeah. So we'll, we, we'll go out. To, we went out to eat this summer, and he's like, well, I don't, how long is this food going to take? <laughs> like, I took my insulin. I don't know. It's really busy. It's a seafood place in the <laughs> summer. He's like, well, I already took my insulin, so I can't wait for the food. They're like, okay, well, I don't know how long it's going to take. So I took the insulin, so I gotta. we have to eat now. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, maybe not going to a busy restaurant when you need to take your I worked with this girl. I want to say she was a newly diagnosed diabetic, and I want to say she was type 1 We when I worked my travel days, which I have no problem with. But my problem was, when we were all sitting at the lunchroom, mm-hmm. she would start taking the insulin kit out and start injecting her stomach and drawing her bloods at the fucking lunch table. I was like, isn't this someplace else? That you could do that. I'm eating. Yeah. I don't want to see your belly and the injections going in. I'm, I'm eating my fish sandwich here. Give me a break. Okay. Many types of insulin. There is rapid acting insulin. It hits it at about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Regular short acting, which hits in about 30 minutes to start. Intermediate, which takes to two to four hours to hit the bloodstream. It peaks at four to 12 and it lasts 12 to 18 hours. Yes. Then you have long acting, which takes several hours to get into the bloodstream. It can last over 24 hours. Some insulin comes in vials. So one of the things is an EMT, too, is if you found somebody passed out on the floor, check the refrigerator. If there's insulin in the refrigerator, clearly they're having a diabetic issue. Mm-hmm. So some insulin is in vials, and the user draws it up to deliver it. Some are in pre-filled syringes. Some insulin can be an inhaled. And some is in an insulin pump. And I'm also seeing now, like, they have that little button on their arm. Have you seen that? Yes. Is that for type 1? Yeah, I think so. so I don't know. I think see, you can do it for both. You'll see it's people just a, now. Yeah. It, Anybody who needs it. Yeah, it's like a patch that they're wearing on their um, upper arm. I'm grabbing my arms, but you can't see yes. that. My upper arm. 
and it's I mean, kids are always asking me like they'll be like, what the hell is that what's what's that person i'm like they had it's insulin it's a diet like you get that from your kids all the time what's wrong with that person i'm like i'm not a scientist i don't I, fucking know don't everything know them, so i don't know but that's that. uh, that's di- the diabetes <laughs> they have the diabetes they have the diabetes um okay so lifestyle changes exercise is important and, and this is the thing that they didn't know in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. when they were like you can't eat cake if they exercise, it's burning all that excess sugar. So you can balance exercise and insulin. And if you keep a healthy exercise lifestyle, yes. it's going to help you to always lower your blood sugar because you're burning through so much of it. Uh, exercise is very important. It affects your blood sugar. You check your blood sugars before, during, and after exercise. Even like housework, yeah. you can burn through enough sugar that you could put yourself in a shock because you haven't taken insulin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were brittle. That was the word I heard all the time, too. He's a brittle diabetic. And as a kid, you I was never like, hear that anymore. What does that mean? When we were little, on the ground, they're a brittle diabetic. He's I'm a like, brittle diabetic. Can't be good, but I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I always thought a peanut brittle. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be brittle. Like, like cracks. Does it taste sweet? Yeah. So he was a brittle diabetic. I never hear that uh, anymore. <laughs> so now, and this is the other thing I remember from nursing school. My, I'll never forget this nurse instructor. She was the nicest woman in the world, but she was talking about blood sugars, eighty to one hundred and twenty, eighty to one hundred and twenty, and as she was doing it. Now, this is very old school, but when you would give the Italian salute, you know, you slap your one hand over the elbow of the other and you come up, you know, like the Italian salute. So she's going 80 to 120, 80 to 120. She keeps giving the Italian salute. Finally, I was like, listen, professor, you got to stop doing that. You're basically flipping the bird to the whole fucking class. Clearly, you weren't raised around this area because we're all Italians. And she was like, is that what I'm doing? 80 to 120, 80 to 120. Stop doing that. So your sugars are eighty-one. So I never will forget your blood. Why would she even be doing that? I don't fucking remember why, but she was like eighty to one twenty, eighty to one twenty. And so I will never forget my blood sugar is supposed to be eighty to one (laughs) twenty. So over two hundred and forty micrograms milligrams, you need to start testing for ketones. Which again, Laura will get into. Mm -hmm. Be food smart. Know how food like carbs, fats, and proteins affect your blood sugars. It's not just sugar because people don't realize everything you eat turns into sugar. So someone else I know, I'm not going to mention names, but it's the same person I was talking about earlier. (laughs) Like we'll have a birthday thing and we'll have pizza and cake. They'll have two or three slices of pizza, but then they say they can't have cake. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's still sugar. Fruit, vegetables, pizza. All of it turns into people don't realize yeah, everything turns into fucking pizza, sugar. One little piece of cake. It's the same, it's the same thing. Two pieces, three pieces pizza. of pizza. You're probably better off having one slice <laughs> of cake. Yeah. Yeah. So everything affects your blood sugar. You have to be food smart and know how these foods watch. So watch for signs of insulin shock. Um, I'm not going to continue from here because then I'm going to go into insulin shock. I was very precise in my notes today because okay. I feel so guilty about how bad we've been. Um, so. I'm going to stop with insulin shock. Laura's going to cover type 2 of the diabetes. And then Diab- we'll both cover yes. into the major complications of these brittle diabetics. Brittle, as Mr. Gambali would say in Sixth Grade. Oh, he never pronounced the two T's. It was brittle metal. So <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. And he talked to you with the pinky ring. He was getting the Italian. Oh, salute. he was wicked Italian. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Gambali, I still was. love you, though. <clears throat> He's probably long dead, Nicole. He's oh, been he out was of school young. for a very he long time. He was probably, I was, this was sixth grade and he was probably 30. And so he's like in his 70s. Yeah, that's young, Laura. Okay. He might be a brittle diabetic, he but he's still young. <laughs> God. Um, I got the information for type 2 diabetes on healthline.com, mayoclinic.org, and diabetes.org. 
The diabetes. Yes. So, like you were saying, diabetes is a chronic medical condition in which sugar levels build up in your blood. And normally, insulin helps move the sugar from your blood into your cells for energy. Through that Krebs cycle we all know and love. Um, In type 2 diabetes, your body does not effectively use the insulin to move the sugar into the cells. So you have insulin. Your body can't use use it. it correctly to get the sugar out of your bloodstream. And then... Your pancreas goes like into overdrive mm-hmm. to make more insulin because it's like, wait, there's still all the sugar in the right. blood and it's making more insulin and more insulin and it's the insulin's just not doing its job. And this um, like kills the cells in your pancreas because it's overworking, overworking, overworking. The cells. Yes. And it can cause it to be um, unable to make insulin at all. So, so you can shout with regular down. type 2, your body just doesn't handle mm-hmm. insulin the right way, and then eventually it can lead to your pancreas just doesn't make insulin. Is that if it goes, like, unchecked? Yeah. Like, if it's over a long period of time, mm-hmm. your sugars are too high, it's going to just, your pancreas is just going to keep working, keep working to make that insulin. And eventually pancreas. die. It's not it's the strongest work itself in the world. You've got to give it a break. It's very gentle. got to be good to your pancreas. Um. So if you have, so if the insulin isn't moving the sugar into the cells, your body has to get energy from your tissues, your muscles, your other organs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it leaves the sugar in your bloodstream. Pulling the energy from these other sources, not the sugar, makes a chain reaction that causes like a ton of symptoms. So all your symptoms are coming from this chain reaction of breaking down your mm-hmm. tissue and your body. Your body is trying to survive any way it can. Um, in the early stages, symptoms are more mild, like constant hunger, lack of energy, fatigue, weight loss, excessive thirst, frequent urination, dry mouth, itchy skin, and blurry vision. Just like type mm-hmm. 1. It's, you have too much sugar, you're yeah, going to get the same, have the same results. Symptoms. Um, as the disease progresses and your sugar levels remain high over a long period of time, symptoms become much more severe and can be very dangerous. They include yeast infections because that mm. sugar, that those infections just thrive on the sugar. I love it. Um um, slow healing, sores and cuts. You get a cut on your foot. It won't go away. Won't go away. It, it ends up being a and yep. then it falls off in the OR. Um, foot pain, neuropathy. Neuropathy is um, like nerve damage, so you get numbness or tingling. It's, you can't feel your feet. And it's funny, though, because you can't feel it, but it hurts. Yeah. But right? it's like walking. You're going to start stumbling or you'll cut your foot and you don't know it. And then you, know you get and those it sores and then you and, can't yeah. heal. Um, but it's it sounds like, oh, I just can't feel it. But it gives you pain mm-hmm. as well. Um, if you have any of these symptoms, go see a doctor. They'll draw labs to diagnose you. There is the hemoglobin A1C test. It measures your average blood glucose levels for like two to three months. So it goes back and it can tell what your average sugars were mm-hmm. over the last two to three months. And I believe we have a girlfriend that was up to 500. Oh, my God. Paula. Was oh, up oh to, that's right. I remember she was up that. to like 500. Yeah, it was ridiculous. She drank a lot of coke. Oh, and she'd eat Chinese food sandwiches. <laughs> Which are delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to fast for the A1C test and your doctor can give you a definitive diagnosis with those results. Um, there is a fasting plasma glucose test. This measures the glucose in your blood plasma. Um, you have to fast for eight hours before that test. And there is the oral glucose tolerance test, which people know when they're pregnant, they take Mm. this test. Um, that shot of like orange Fanta. Um, wicked sugary. Your blood is drawn three times for this test before... One hour after and two hours after you drink a glucose drink. Mm-hmm. Um, this helps show how your body deals with glucose. How does it get rid of it? Does it move it? Does it just sit in your blood? Um, risk factors for type 2 are kind of put into two categories. There's ones you can control and there's ones you cannot control. 
So <laughs> risk factors you can control. Being overweight means you have more fatty tissue. Huge risk factor. Which makes your cells more resistant to the insulin. And then some people have extra belly fat and some people have extra like bum and thigh fat. If you have more excess fat in your abdomen, it increases your risk of having type 2 diabetes. So if you shape like the apple and not the pear? Yes. Pear, you're safer. Um, a sedentary lifestyle puts you at more risk. Mm -hmm. Regular exercises uses up glucose and helps your cells um, respond better to the insulin. Eating junk food or just overeating meals uh -oh. makes your <laughs> sugar <laughs> levels. <laughs> Insane. I overeat all the time. And yeah. I eat a lot of junk food. And I so eat a lot of junk food. I should really but I do exercise. I do exercise. I do get out a lot. Not for as much as I eat, but I do. Well, um, there's risk factors that you cannot control. If you have a brother, sister, or parent that has type 2 diabetes, you are at higher risk. Um, you can get it at any age, but if you are over 45, your risk is much higher. Oof, I'm fucked. Yep. Um, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, yes. Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders, and Native Americans are at a higher risk than Caucasians. Women with polycystic ovarian syndrome are also at a higher risk, which I found random. Out. Yeah. Um, and you are at higher risk to develop type two diabetes if you had gestational diabetes. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're diagnosed with type two. What do you do? Based on your sugars and test results, your doctor will tell you how often to check your sugars at home. You have to dry, you know. Take the little sample of blood from your finger. And now they have pumps that just constantly take a sample of your blood. And you can literally monitor your sugar on your phone. Wow. There's a girl um, that my kids know who's a type 1. She's a type 1 diabetic, but it's, it goes the same. She has to check her bloods all the time. She has the little pump and everything. Yep. Her mother gets an alert on her phone. If she's getting low. If it's low or high. That's yep. awesome. Like, they know constantly. You look down, you yep. know what your blood sugar is. Yep. It's awesome. Because the treat, you know, you've got to just stay on it and keep it level. Um. So they'll tell you how often you need to check your sugars. Like you need to check it twice a day. You need to check it every four hours, whatever. It depends on what your levels are at. Um, they'll tell you what to eat, how to exercise, what meds you need, if any. So you can manage diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Most people with type 2 but diabetes can manage it. And it's it just can be managed do. with like diet sometimes. Yes. So there's good foods to eat that will help you keep your blood sugars level. You just want everything level. Your mm -hmm. body is like a balancing you act. It. Everything yeah. just needs to be level. Homeostasis. Yes. Oh, with that one. Wow, you did. Um, so healthy carbs that provide fiber. You want fiber. Um, like whole fruits, non-starchy vegetables, legumes, um, <laughs> whole grains like oats and uh, quinoa, and sweet potatoes. All good for you. I'll help you keep everything balanced. Foods with omega-3 fatty acids like tuna, sardines, salmon, mackerel, halibut, cod, and flax seeds. Well, so far, I can eat all that. I like that. Um, healthy fats. You can get those from olive oil, canola oil, and peanut oil, nuts, and avocados. <laughs> I eat all those. Nuts. Um, avoid or limit the following foods. Foods Pizza. heavy <laughs> in saturated or trans fats. Organ meats, beef, <gasps> liver, any of that stuff. Organ meats. Mm. Processed meats. Shellfish, which I didn't realize. I love shellfish. I know, but I... I mean, I guess it's high in... The proteins are high. Yeah, but I guess... I think it's high in fats, too. But I just never realized... Like, yeah. you shouldn't eat shellfish if I you're a type 2 diabetic. I love shellfish. Um, margarine and shortening. I'm Sugary drinks. one of those. Yeah. Sugary drinks like soda or juice. High-fat dairy that. products. You can drink skim milk. You can drink, like... You Not can have, like, milk. the low-fat yogurt. Don't drink the high-fat ones. So Brian kept saying, like, he couldn't understand why he was uh, a 
was putting on weight and stuff. I'm like, because you drink fucking milk like it's water. Mm-hmm. Do you know what sugar is in milk? So, Stop drinking milk! When I was, I was younger and I was just sat in nursing. I don't know why I didn't realize this, but I would come home at like midnight and I'd be stopping, but I'm like, I'm not going to eat because it's midnight. But I'll have a glass of milk. I'm going to have a glass of milk. <laughs> and I, my glass of milk is like, I don't even, yeah. a, a pitcher full of milk. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm like putting on weight because I was drinking like a gallon of milk even every two now, days. Like, well, you know, he's a, he's a night snacker. God yeah. bless me, he's a night snacker. So we're watching TV, comes in with pretzels and like a gallon of milk. I'm like, what are you doing with the milk? <laughs> so I don't drink milk. I, I don't milk. drink milk. I don't like it. I'll, I drink it if I have a brownie or I've got an Oreo. But for the most part, I could never drink milk again and be happy. Oh, I could Ice dr- cream's a different story. Oh, me. But I don't like my milk. No. <laughs> I could drink milk every... I don't. I haven't had a cup yeah. of milk in like a million years. It's disgusting. Because I will just drink the gallon of it, yeah. so I just don't drink it. I love milk. I don't like milk. Anyways, don't, don't like drink it. it. Don't drink the whole fat um, dairy products. Don't have pasta or white rice. And the avoid white rice salty... Is a killer. Yes. But it's delicious. And avoid <laughs> salty or fried foods. Well, that would be hard because I love both. I know. <laughs> um, eat meals and snacks on a schedule. Like you have to eat every so four hours. You're keeping everything level. Yeah. You have to you keep everything level. You don't have peaks and valleys. You yep. have steady. Choose foods high in nutrients and low in empty calories. Don't overeat. Very hard to do. Very hard to do. Especially when you're on the fucking schedule of eating the goddamn brand rice and stuff. Right. <laughs> Read labels carefully. There's like oh, hidden... Labels sugars and like like I, milk i was drinking all that i was like what the hell and i'm like oh it has 855 yeah. sugars and it turns all to sugar yeah you gotta read the labels carefully um get about 30 minutes of aerobic activity daily every day do something for 30 minutes it just helps you could level everything vacuum in your house for 30 yeah. minutes that'd be enough um the medicines you can take um god help me with these Metformin, names Metformin <laughs> is the number one that's the most Common. Used most common um, diet uh, type two diabetic drug. It lowers sugar levels and helps the body respond to insulin. Mm-hmm. So it does. It helps you respond to insulin. It also lowers. So if your you're sugar. already if you are producing some, it helps help you better your body use it. to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sulfonylureas help the body make more insulin. Meglinotides are fast acting, short duration meds. That stimulate your pa- pancreas to make more insulin. Mm-hmm. So it's just help when your pancreas has like worked itself to death. It's helping your pancreas make a little more. Um, thiazolide. Yeah, whatever. I, I can't. Thiazolidinodonus. It's a kind of insulin. Yeah. They make your body more receptive. No, it's not. It's a medicine you take to make your body more receptive to insulin. Okay. All right. Close um, dipeptide. Di- <laughs> dipeptidal. <laughs> peptidase. Four inhibitors are mild meds that help lower your blood sugar. Um, Glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor antagonists. Oh, nobody's going to remember this. I know. They slow (laughs) your digestion. They've already already fast-forwarded us like four times. (laughs) They slow your digestion and improve blood sugar levels. And then you have sodium glucose um, transporter 2 inhibitors that help prevent the kidneys from reabsorbing glucose into the blood and send it out in your urine. So your kidneys filter everything, but then they see the sugar and they... They'll put it back into your bloodstream. You want it to go out, so this well, drug will the help. Diabetes it. too. The kidneys take a huge. Oh, it kills the kidneys. It, it kills your kidneys. Yeah. And then obviously there's insulin when these meds just not doing the job. Um, complications from type two. Oh, like I said, type two can usually be managed, but if it's not, 
in control, it leads to like serious mm-hmm. complications. Blindness. Uh, yeah. You can have bacterial and fungal skin infections. Like I said, all those infections just feed on mm-hmm. sugar. Um, nerve damage, which is neuropathy, which can cause a loss of feeling and numbness and tingling in your extremities. It can also cause nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, or constipation. Well, I would I mean, think if your bowels nerves. aren't feeling right. what needs to be done, they ain't moving. Mm-hmm. They ain't moving. Oh, they're shit. moving too fast. <laughs> um, it causes poor circulation to the feet, which makes wounds slower to heal, which can lead to gangrene and amputations. And I can tell you, oh. in all the years we've been working in the OR, we see foot amputations weekly for the diabetes. And I'm telling you, and it's like you ever see these things on Facebook that you know only people you work with are gonna understand, but it's mm-hmm. so fucking funny you can't stand it. <laughs> So one, <laughs> this is terrible. One of them was this guy and his face was like, a, he must, he was obviously wearing, but it was burnt. It was black. And it was like, your patient's diabetic toes. <laughs> I couldn't. I laughed for 20 minutes. You over look that. at a foot and you're like, oh, they're diabetic. You don't have to know anything about them. They, when I tell you black, yeah. they're literally They fall off when you black. touch them sometimes. They fall off. They yeah. fall off before we even get to take yeah. them off. And they're extremely painful for these yep. people which you wouldn't think because it's fucking dead and like i said you have that neuropathy you can't right, feel but it but somehow it's wicked painful it's bizarre in my emt days we had this guy anthony he's long gone god bless his heart because my emt days were long ago as well and we'd have to pick him up a dialysis because he had the diabetes mm-hmm. shut his kidneys down and he was nasty to everybody mm-hmm. but they also were nasty back to him yeah so I went to move him. I hit his poor fucking feet. Ooh. He lost his shit. He's swearing at me. I said, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to heat your feet. He's like, and he was like a different person when mm. you talk to him like a human. He's like, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I yelled at you. He goes, just everybody hits my feet on purpose. Oh, yes, because he's nasty. I, mean, I know. But... You know what I mean? But he's nasty because he's miserable. Yeah, he's in pain. He's his feet are rotten off. Like his kidneys shit. are shut down. Yeah. Oh, that's so terrible. my heart broke for him. So Anthony, may you rest in peace. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you can also have hearing loss, um, retinopathy, which can cause vision loss, glaucoma, and cataracts, and cardiovascular disease like hypertension, um, angina, heart attack, stroke, and narrowing of the blood vessels, like you said. Diabetics are huge for strokes and heart attacks. Oh my God. Huge. Huge. Um, if you're pregnant, you need to be monitored very closely because it can cause harm to the development of the baby's organs. Um, your baby can be very large. These are the babies that come out at like 14,000 yeah. pounds. Um, they and look it like can, little chubbers. Oh my God, they're so cute. And it can cause labor and delivery complications as well. I got some fast facts. Oh, fast facts. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because I did a special bonus where I did a history of diabetes and how we found out what insulin oh, was. Oh, nice. Um, I really oh. felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> Over 30 million people have diabetes, 10% of the population. That's a lot. In the U.S., um, one in four people don't know they have it. Wow. Pre-diabetes affects 84.1 million adults. Wow. 90% don't know they have it. I believe it. Non-Hispanic, Black, Hispanic, and Native American adults are twice as likely to have diabetes as non-Hispanic white adults. hmm In 2017, diabetes cost the U.S. $327 billion in medical Absolutely. costs. Absolutely. In one Absolutely. year. Absolutely. With all the shit yep. that they... All the vascular procedures mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. and the kidney strokes and, and the, the strokes yep. and dialysis, the, attack, and... the eyes, yep. trying to keep their eyesight. Yep. Absolutely. Um, average medical expenses for people with diabetes are about 2.3 times higher than those without it. Yep. It's the seventh leading cause of death in the U.S. 
2014, 8.5% of the world's adult population had diabetes. In 1980, only 4.7% did. Well, the more we become with our first world problems, mm-hmm. this is a direct result yep. of the obesity and the lack of exercise, mm-hmm. and we're on our phones, and we're on our computers, and nobody's exercising. Yep. It's a direct result. Diabetes directly caused 1.6 million deaths worldwide in yep. 2016, in one year. Yep. Diabetes triples the risk of heart attack and strokes in adults, and it is the leading cause of kidney failure. Yep. So in closing, you can't always prevent type 2. But you should try to prevent it or adequately manage it. If you can keep your sugars in control, if you can keep them leveled, mm-hmm. you're not going to have these terrible complications. If the doctor's telling you you're pre-diabetic, you've got some serious lifestyle changes yeah. to make before and you, you become a And you have to do it because why would you want this shit I guess people just see diabetics living with it and they don't realize what they're actually living with. Right. They don't know how bad it actually yes. is. Um, getting screened early, maintaining a normal weight, exercising, eating a well-balanced diet go a long way in preventing these terrible outcomes. You can change the course of your disease yep. with type 2. You don't have to be an insulin-dependent no. diabetic on type 2. It's it's right. fixable. Yep. That's All right, it. we moving on to me with diabetic shock? Yeah. All right. We're going to get the shocks. All right, it ain't no joke. I'm not going to lie. We're doing the, I'm licking the sugar rim it's off my bear cup. freaking delicious. Yep. As She's we're talking about Well, it is diabetic. Di- it's, the it's September. This is going to come out in October, but we're actually recording on a hot September night, which is bizarre. <laughs> it's muggy. Hot. and We're down the basement, so we don't have any of the fans on because you can hear it when we record. So we're sweating our asses off, <laughs> and we're drinking fall beers with this with sugar. Lovely, go- as my girlfriend in England would say, this gorgeous mm. rim of cinnamon and sugar, which is delish. Oh god! And I'm readjusting before I get into double shocks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Insulin shock. It's you go hypoglycemic because you had too much insulin. Mm-hmm. So you you gave you sh- you know your long dose and you didn't do what you thought you were going to do. Dinner at the seafood restaurant took too long. You didn't exercise or you exercised too much. You're going into diabetic shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can occur anytime there is an imbalance between the insulin in your system and the amount of food you eat, your level of fig- or your level of physical activity. Excuse me, that's the beer coming back. Symptoms can be mild at first, but if not recognized, can lead to coma death. So mm-hmm. it's really important if you're in a workplace, if you're family members, you need to know they're diabetic. Because the moment you see these signs, you're not going to mistake them for drinking. You're not going to mistake them for something else. You're going to know they're starting to go low on their, their mm-hmm. sugars. Uh, the sugars. So symptoms are mild. Important that the diabetic and those around them know the signs and what to do. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to know what diabetic shock looks like, it may not be the best version of it, but still magnolias. Thank you. Perfect. Boom, Shelby. Shelby, Shelby. get her um. orange juice. <laughs> Did I ruin Drink your it. work? Did I ruin your work? Best fucking movie ever. Oh Shelby dies God, because awful. of all of her fucking diabetic complications. She's type one. She's clearly a type mm-hmm. one. Brittle. She was brittle. She was a brittle diabetic, mm-hmm. and it shut her kidneys down. She went into kidney failure. She gets a kidney transplant. And then, uh, because she wanted to have a baby, and the baby put too much stress on her kidneys, mm-hmm. and then I don't really know what happens to her yeah, again, right. yeah, but she fucking shits the bed and dies. If you've never seen it, I just ruined the movie oh, for you, but Shelby, so good. blushing and bashful. Those are yes. pink colors, and we are blush and bashful. Um, so the symptoms are, the first ones are mild. They're dizzy, they're irritable, moodiness, sudden change in behavior, hungry, shakiness, Sweating, rapid heartbeat. So when Shelby's getting her hair done for the wedding, she's so involved with the wedding, she forgot 
to eat. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there, and Shelby's got her hair. I mean, it's a big old southern 1980s hairdo. southern yep. hairdo. Wicked southern hairdo. And Sally Fields is her mother. She's got the helmet hair. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Shelby starts losing her shit in the chair, and she starts, like, pulling sweating out her hair. And she, yeah. yeah, she's sweating. She's shaking, and she's incoherent. She's not making any sense. And her mother immediately is like, she's fucking hasn't eaten. That's mm-hmm. the problem. So severe um, diabetic shock is fainting and unconscious, seizures, coma, confusion, headache, poor coordination, death. Um, so it can also happen while you're sleeping. They mm-hmm. can drop their sugars in their sleep. So if they're sleeping, they're going to cry out in their sleep. They're going to have nightmares. Um, they're going to be sweating like a whore in church. Mm-hmm. They're going to be wet. So their pajamas are damp. Uh, they're going to wake up tired, irritable, and confused. So these are like, if you know, think about when you're hungry, and you're really, really hungry, you're just irrational, and you can't think. It's like that on crack for them. Yeah, my cousin, I get low blood sugar, and Jack gets low blood and I knew when he was little he had it, because we don't have diabetes, but we get low blood sugar. Because he would, it would be the same exact, he would be like nasty all of a sudden. He wouldn't eat. I don't want to eat. Like, he, yeah. like you couldn't but you rationalize, you're but you're hungry. Like, it was like... Yeah. You knew exactly. I'm like, you have to eat something or have some juice. And then like 15 minutes later, he'd be fine after he had something. But my cousin is type 1 diabetic and his mother used to say, I knew when his blood shit because he would be all of a sudden just mean, like so mean. And I'd be like, you have to have something, Joey. You have to yep. have something. Like, have some. I'm not having that. I don't even want that. That's not the problem. Like, you cannot get through to them. Like, no. They're not right. Because no. even Shelby's like, I'm not thirsty. And yes. she's knocking the juice out of her mother's right. hand. When I did my clinical, I did it at um, Salem Hospital. And a firefighter came in. He had been at a fire. Nobody knew he was type 1. He wouldn't tell anybody he was diabetic. People, I was going to say, people, I think now it's more more commonplace to know when people are because the pumps yep. and the things. Yep. But back in the, like, people wouldn't say because they were, like, they embarrassed somehow that they were diabetic. It, they wouldn't give him the job. Right. So he had been at a fire. Mm-hmm. He didn't eat. Mm-hmm. And for a firefighter in a fire, right? Yeah, I mean, you're losing that could kill calories you. and you, you could not lose, he may lose his way in the place he's in. Mm-hmm. He could hurt the people he's with. He was wild when they brought him in. There was five guys holding him on the stretcher. Mm-hmm. He was screaming racial slurs. Like he was out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. They gave him an IV. They gave him the sugars. He didn't remember any of it. He was yeah. horrified at his behavior. Now the whole firehouse knows you're diabetic. Right. Like, I don't know if that affected his job because you can't have a diabetic in a fire because you don't know how long it's going to be. It's not like it's a scheduled thing. Or you could be in there for an you hour. You could be in there for an hour. Yeah. And what if he starts going to diabetic shock in the middle of the... No. So, but I was like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like that. It's wild. They're it's like not wild. Yeah. Wild. So, um, you want to know if those around you have diabetes. You want to know that this is a possibility and you want to always be watching them for signs of it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the signs show up, you make them check, the, check their blood sugar. And usually it's probably going to be like 30. Yeah. It's going to be 25. That's a problem. Um, so treatment for mild to moderate. Eat or drink something immediately, like 15 to 20 minutes, 15 to 20 grams of glucose or other sugars, usually like orange juice, apple juice, and not just orange juice. Orange juice with, with like a sugar in mm-hmm. Like you're going to put three tablespoons of sugar, mm-hmm. tablespoons, not teaspoons, tablespoons of sugar in this, and you're going to make them drink it. Um, milk. Apple juice, add sugar to it mm-hmm. and make them drink it. And Coke. I mean, Coke is loaded in fucking sugar. Did I? <laughs> so we're down in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. right, this summer. And Jack is saying to me in the car, because of course he doesn't remember if I say like, hey, put your shoes away every day of his life. 
but he does remember. He says, hey, do you remember that time we were at the park when I was little? I'm like, I, what time? We went right. to the park five times a week. I don't right. know. Yeah, remember? And the girl had something with the sugars. And the I'm like, sugars. what? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. There was something wrong with her sugars. Like, she was a diabetic, and there was something wrong with her sugars, and you saw her. And I had a Rice Krispies treat, and you gave it to the girl because you said she needed sugar. And I'm like, no. And he's he like, remembers he remembers. He had to be like four or five. Like, I mean, he had to be little. Oh, and I was like, a Rice Krispie treat. He's like, I don't think. And you said you'd get me another Rice Krispie treat. I don't think you ever did. And then you walk into the house with the tray of Rice Krispie treat. I'm like, there you go. There's a Rice Krispie treat. But he literally remembered. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you, there was some girl at the park. There was something wrong with their sugars. You took my Rice Krispie treat. They remember. That's full of sugar, though. All the shit that we do for people, though. Because you do it and you don't even think. You forget half of the times you've helped people as a nurse. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, you gave her my... I'm like, I don't even remember this, but apparently I owe you a Rice Krispie. Oh, she needed the sugars, man. He, she had something with her sugars. <laughs> so you can give them Rice Krispie treats? Yeah, they're they sugar. high in sugar. Honey, molasses, corn syrup, raisins, which is why they're not on any diet, because they're full of fucking sugar. Like regular? Yes, like, you because know, it's like de- the sugar coated? They're dehydrated. So oh, they're so it's full yeah, of all sugar. Yeah. Prunes, full of sugar. Mm. Um, you can, if you have nothing else, throw sugar in water. Mm-hmm. Uh, or five hard candies, which is so fucking random. Yeah. Oh, okay. hey, let me just check mm-hmm. my pocketbook. See if I got five. Yeah. Oh, I got four. Five. Yeah, no, no, you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, after you eat them, wait 15 minutes, take your blood sugar again. If it's still low, do it again. And eat until your blood sugar is normal. So again, back to my EMT days. If somebody goes unconscious, they actually told us to take a can bar and shove it up their ass. <clears throat> Never going to do that. No. But you could get honey, sugar, molasses, rub it on their gums because mm-hmm. they will absorb it through their mouth and it will help. The EMTs are going to come in. The first thing they're going to do is give them a big bag of sugar. Yeah. So they go unconscious, call 911 because they're going to come in and they're going to give them sugar. Mm-hmm. If you have anything that you could rub on their gums that's easy to do, like don't be, you know, friggin' taking a hard candy and rubbing <laughs> it on their gums because that's stupid. They'll choke to death. They'll choke to death. <laughs> Uh, you never want to give somebody unconscious anything that they would actually have to eat. But if you have even packets of sugar, rub it on their gums. Mm. Honey, molasses, rub it on their gums. They'll start absorbing that sugar and you'll be helping them before they medical help arrives. Mm-hmm. Because you, your heart needs sugar and it's going to stop if they don't get it. Mm-hmm. So that's diabetic shock. Move it over to ketoacidosis. Uh-huh. I'm I going. to die to that once. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. She's a brittle diabetic. She must have been brittle. Um... Ketoacidosis is keto. Acidosis. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not really the opposite, but it is. Um, so diabetic ketoacidosis is I'm going to call it DKA because it's, it's a popular cool name for yep. it. Um, it's a very serious complication of diabetes, like life threatening, very yes. serious. Um, when you're not making enough insulin, your body starts to break down fats for energy, like mm-hmm. we said. This process allows a buildup of acids in your blood. As you're breaking down fats, you're building up this acid. And your body doesn't like acid. No. Um, and this, these acids are called ketones. The ketones make your blood more acidic, and high levels of ketones poison your body. Yeah. And Bad. when levels get too high, you develop diabetic Keto- ketoacidosis. Acidosis. It's a huge sign that your diabetes is completely out of control. Mm-hmm. If you are going into DKA, you are completely out of control. Out of control. Um, DKA is usually triggered by an illness or an infection. Or a problem with your insulin management. So if you have an infection or an illness, it can cause your body to make high levels of adrenaline and cortisol and Mm -hmm. other hormones. And these hormones counter the effect of insulin. So your body's making all these hormones. You're giving yourself your insulin shot. It's not even close to enough because those hormones are like not making that insulin work. So you're really pretty much not giving yourself any insulin. 
um, pneumonia UTIs are huge culprits of doing this. So okay. if you are a diabetic, especially type one, if you get a UTI or pneumonia, you have you to be checking your sugars constantly because it throws your levels way off and it doesn't let the insulin work. Um, if you miss doses of your insulin, if you don't have an adequate supply of insulin, insulin is super expensive. Mm-hmm. Insurances aren't Which is crazy. I can give you Narcan for fucking free, but a diabetic who can't live without it. It's thousands. It's all of it should be. It's just ridiculous. Yep. But any, but it's so people don't have enough. So they ration it. You can't ration your insulin. Right. No, you, you need have to, to take give what you need to take. a specific dose for right. your body. Um, or you have a malfunctioning pump. People have the insulin pumps. Um, you pump, pump you think you're getting. And it's not doing You know, it. whatever your dose is. And it's not giving you that mm-hmm. dose. You have no, no way of knowing that. Um, that can all trigger DKA because you're not getting the insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, also, trauma. Physical or emotional, mm-hmm. um, heart attacks, stroke, pancreatitis, pregnancy, alcohol or drug abuse, especially the cocaine. Uh, cocaine, full sure. And certain meds can all make your system go completely haywire and trigger DKA. So signs and symptoms of DKA, they can happen super quick. Yep. Like you're fine, 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 and, and then, then you're boom. Not. And then, then you're in the ICU. And they can also be the first sign that you have. Di- you might not know you have diabetes. So you, you get some control. random infection and you end up in DKA. Um, so the signs and symptoms are excessive thirst, frequent urination, just like mm-hmm. diabetes, nausea and vomiting, severe stomach pain, weakness and fatigue, shortness of breath, confusion, and a fruity smelling breath. That's with any diabetes I know. But DKA, the, the hallmark sign is fruity breath. And, it, you know, you think you're going to... It's a very... Yeah, what do you mean? You can have its smell. You when you smell it, you're like you will never not yeah. know what it smells it's like. It's the smell of decay. Like yeah, it's, it's a disgusting. very specific yeah. smell. Um, you're gonna smell and go, "There's something wrong." Yeah. Um, if you've been sick or stressed, monitor, monitor your sugars more frequently. Even if you just stress, if you stress at work, you have to monitor your sugars more frequently. People don't realize, and again, we should probably do a podcast on it. They don't realize what stress will do to a person. No, it's awful. It's a it'll kill you. It's a it will killer. literally kill yep. you. Um. Seek emergency medical care with any of the above symptoms that I mentioned. And if your sugars, when you're checking them, are consistently over 300. Like, you are not Ooh. getting below 300. 80 to 120, Laura. 80, 80 to 120. But, you know, like, you could have taken it and been like, oh, it was off or whatever. Yeah. But if you are, like, all day coming shit. in at 300 and you're taking yeah. your insulin and it's not going to, there's something wrong. And if you have ketones in your urine, you can get um, kits, like, at CVS. Test. To test for which if you're a diabetic ketones in the urine too. Just saying. All right. If you're a diabetic, you should probably just have a package of house just in case. Like your sugars are (laughs) high. Let me check my ketones. Yeah. Um, if you if you have any ketones in the urine, you need to get uh, medical help. Complications of DKA usually have to do with the treatment of DKA. Okay. Um, so you're gonna have those symptoms. Mm -hmm. But and then you're gonna go to the hospital to be treated. You have to be treated in a hospital for DKA. No. They're going to give you fluids. They're going to give you electrolytes because um, all that sugar is going to drop your electrolytes like sodium, potassium, chloride. They're going to treat you with insulin. So your complications are coming from these treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get hypoglycemic, like diabetic shock. You can, um, by dropping your blood sugars too quickly, which they're going, they're going to give you, mm-hmm. you know, your sugars are 500. They're going to give you a ton of insulin. They're going to give you this IV and get you down bag of IV. They're going to drop you down. Mm-hmm. Dropping quickly can give you hypoglycemia, um, which can make you shaky, dizzy, and give you difficulty with speech. It can make you irritable. It can make you confused. It can make you pass out, become mm-hmm. unconscious, and die. Um, the You can get hypokalemia. The fluids in the insulin can make your potassium level too low. 
So they're giving Which, you insulin. They're giving you potassium is another thing that keeps your heart going. Or too low, you're dead. Yeah. Um, that can impair your heart, your muscles, and your nerves. Mm-hmm. You need to have your potassium at a steady level. Um, and you could also get cerebral edema Ooh, when your sugar you level. No, when your sugar levels are adjusted too quickly, it can lead to swelling of the brain. This is, and that's just deadly because then we it talked hits about the herniation. The like and, I think yeah. we talked about in the marathon episode, and you it, start herniating, you fuck. And it dies. It kills off brain cells. Yep. Um, this is not. This is most common in newly diagnosed diabetic children. I believe it. Um, DKA can lead to loss of consciousness and death if untreated. Aww. Prevention is key. Carefully monitor sugars, especially if you are ill or stressed. If your sugars are consistently out of range, speak to your doctor so your insulin dose can be adjusted. Like if you are, you know, going on a long time and your sugars are never getting to with 80 to 120, you need to speak to your doctor because you're not mm-hmm. getting enough or there's something yep. wrong. Something's wrong. Um, check your urine ketones if you are ill or stressed. Like, even if you feel like your sugars might be... Just check them. If you are sick, if you have the flu, if you have pneumonia, just check your ketones. Make sure you don't have any. Um, and commit to managing your diabetes. Make healthy choices, including diet and exercise, and take your meds as directed. I know people want to save money. You got to figure out... A, There's you, a reason you're taking this. You have to take them as directed. Um, and act quickly and seek medical care if your sugars are high and you have excess ketones in your urine. You have to seek yeah. emergency medical care. I was supposed to have a haircut. She didn't show up. I go and she's like, I'm in the ICU. I have diabetic ketoacidosis. I'm like, oh, okay. Because she just wanted to live her life and she just did whatever she felt like. And unfortunately... I think before after thirty, I mean she wasn't even thirty. She had a little girl at home, dead. Oh my god! I mean I get it. Like obviously not the same. It's hard. Especially if you're a type one, you're like, living with your whole life. You want to be normal. I have severe allergies. I have severe food allergies, so it's not the same. It's kind of like sim. Like you can't do that. You can't yep. have that. You can't. It is what it is. Right. If you want to like, live, it is what it is. I mean, it sucks. Fine. I get it. Completely yep. understand it. But there's there's no reason to. Well, knowingly no lose your life. Over no, there isn't. And not when it's manageable. But so I did a little history of the oh, diabetes nice. because um, you got to figure people have been diabetic for fucking ever. Forever. And insulin only came around in 1922. So it was seen in Egypt. I should have done this first, but we're doing it. Whatever. We're doing it now. Mm-hmm. It's seen in Egypt as far back as 552 BC, mm-hmm. which is really like, how, where did they start? How did they know where to start? Because it counts down to A.D., an AD concept. So where did you start? We just pick a random number, fucking it thousand. Just walks back on the wall. Yeah, with the hieroglyphs. People are right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so diabetes comes from the Greek word siphon, as Greeks noticed the constant flow of urine. Oh. Before insulin, life expectancy of children was very low, and adult onset was poor as well. I bet there's no fucking way Henry VIII was not type two diabetic. Oh my god, with his no, gangrenous limbs yes, and everything, exactly. that's healing. <laughs> He, there's no way he wasn't like rotting through. in bed and while he was he's sleeping like with all 800 pounds. Yeah. Imagine being his poor sixth wife that had to have sex with that gangrenous yeah, in the in leg. Oh, God. God bless, it's he not is. worth I mean, it. Oh, it wasn't Jesus. worth it. In the early 20th century, Laura, Doctor Allen, and Jocelyn, as in the Jocelyn Clinic, uh, and they were big into fasting and calorie reduced diets for the diabetes. Mm. which did help some improvement some delayed death in children with the diabetes mm-hmm. in 1922 frederick banting an ortho surgeon really so all those comments about ortho surgeons being <laughs> i have to take back because this guy clearly I mean, does not there's an exception to every rule right 
He had the idea of isolating pancreatic islet cells mm -hmm. by ligating the pancreatic ducts of dogs. It ligate the dog, take the fluid, dehydrate it, islet cells. Mm -hmm. He approaches John McLeod, of a professor of physiology at the University of Toronto, mm -hmm. our neighbors to the north, and he's given a lab space, 10 dogs, yeah. and a research assistant. I hate the 10 dogs, then. It's, yeah. So he starts in May, and by September, he's able to show, so he takes the dogs, clips their fucking pancreatic duct, Puts them in diabetic, the diabetes. Mm -hmm. He gives them the diabetes. Then he takes the stuff that he is extracted, injects it back into the dogs. Blood sugars come down. Mm -hmm. Fucking discovery. Mm -hmm. Insulin. Um, so they go move from dogs and they move to like this poor little fucking 10 year old, 14 year old boy. He's the first human to be injected on January 11th in 1922. And they, they give him an abscess to start with because he's fucking diabetic. But they do see a slight reduction in the glucose. Uh -huh. Six more patients are given um, this treatment. And they're seeing better and better results. And then it gets into more of it where people are, other people step in and they start really refining the mm -hmm. insulin. And in 1923, Banton and the, uh, is awarded, in best, are awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for oh. discovering insulin. And the last thing I'm going to talk about. Okay. Once bitten, twice shy, baby. <laughs> Fucking Brett Michaels. <laughs> Type 1 diabetic. Yeah, I forgot that. Bum, bum, bum. I was like, who's the famous diabetics? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. He's a type 1 diabetic, mm -hmm. diagnosed at age 6. He passes out at school from his mm -hmm. blood sugars, and that's when he discovers he's a fucking type 1 diabetic. 2010, he's suffering from the appendicitis. Mm. And then he gets a sub uh, subarachnoid hemorrhage on top of it. Oh. So lovely blonde hair. <clears throat> Shaved yeah. off his head. Thank God. So they said his type 1 diabetes complicated his recovery huge. Yeah, you think? He's also had a stroke. Yes. He's had a PFO fixed in his heart. So he's pretty much was fucked. He's not a healthy specimen. No. Good looking specimen, but not healthy. He's cute. He's got beautiful blue eyes. He's nice looking. Right. He's full of himself mm -hmm. all day long. But he's, he's not a bad looking body. guy. And in 2014, he had kidney surgeries because we know mm -hmm. how the diabetes likes they to hit the kidneys. kidneys yeah. His daughter, Rain, diagnosed with diabetes at 10. Oh. Big risk factors. A family member mm -hmm. has diabetes. But she's grown up to be a swimsuit model and has been on the cover of Sports Illustrated oh. in 2019. So fuck her. <laughs> so Tom Hanks and Halle Berry also suffer from the diabetes. Really? Yes. Huh. Boom. Who knew? And I am done with... The diabetes, and now we're going to read the email that prompted this the entire been... conversation we have just mm -hmm. had, in a weird way. In a weird way. So this is from Sarah, um, and it's I'm just going to read it right verbatim. Um, Hi, Laura and Nicole. I have to start this by saying I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you, Sarah. It just makes my day. Makes uh, mine too. <laughs> so this goes back to episode twenty. Eating mm. disorders and football injuries. Thank God she listed it because no I had no idea. Because I think we're it... like up to eighty now. No. Um, while listening about bulimia, Laura mentioned the misuse of insulin is a tool p used by people suffering from bulimia, but neither of you knew why or how that would work. Because <laughs> we're idiots. Obviously. Uh, oh, they do it, but I don't know how to fucking I don't know. They use, they use insulin. Clearly, we were recording in the morning at that time, too. <laughs> no, that was the very beginning. <laughs> That's when we were really on our game. It's because, you'll see why we didn't know. Right. Here's your answer. Diabulimia or quote-unquote, other specified eating disorder 
ed-dmt1 okay oh, i'm so glad you're reading that yeah. email <laughs> in in parentheses it says there still isn't an official recognized medical to- term for it so that's why i didn't know okay, okay i'll give you that um this is an eating disorder that affects people with type 1 diabetes causing them to deliberately give themselves less insulin or stop taking insulin altogether in Ooh. order to lose weight that's rough yes that's we rough. just went over what happens yeah. if you don't have your insulin. Um, weight loss is achieved by inducing high blood sugars or DKA. They yep. are intentionally putting themselves into DKA to yep. lose weight. Um, when Which you is, don't, as you can see, deadly dangerous. Yes. Um, when you don't have insulin in your body, the carbohydrates and sugars you consume cannot be converted into energy for your cells. In order for your body to continue functioning, it starts to burn fat and muscles as an energy source. Like oh. I said, I did get this right. Um, a byproduct of this process known as ketones, and then she wrote in parentheses, yeah, yeah, fad diets like keto, <laughs> yeah. keto diet, build up in your blood stream at dangerous levels. When this happens, all sorts of bad things start happening in your body. Yeah. High heart rate, low blood pressure, severe dehydration, electrolyte imbalances, decreased oxygen saturation, coma, and even death. So you feel like shit, but you lost 10 pounds. Yeah. Um, Back to my story, she says. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in late September 1999 at the age of 13. Oh, that's tough. That's yep. a tough age. Being a rebellious teenager, I wasn't very good at managing my diabetes, of course. I mean, you want to have you candy, really... your friend, you go into the store and get yeah. a Mountain And you Dew. don't know what you're dealing with. You right. have no idea what you're really dealing Looking with. Looking at you. Yeah. I wanted to be just like, quote unquote, normal kids. By the time I was 17, I had put together that less insulin meant weight loss. <laughs> I started omitting insulin on occasion to drop a few pounds really quick. I managed to keep things in check during my two pregnancies. I had healthy babies, a girl in 2007 and a boy in 2011. But when I went through a divorce in 2014, I lost that control. At that time, I weighed 275 pounds. I lost 100 pounds in about six months. Oh, it should take you like a year or more to lose 100 pounds. Over the next four years, I went through binging and purging periods by giving myself about one-fifth of the insulin (gasps) I needed in a day to stay healthy. She's lucky she's alive writing yeah. this to us. During this four-year span, I was admitted to ICU 14 times for DKA oh due to diabolemia. 14 times. Mm-hmm. In four years. Holy shit. After the first few hospitalizations, my endocrinologist and psychiatrist started asking questions. Um, I denied doing this intentionally over and over again. It wasn't until I was in intensive outpatient therapy that I heard the term diabolemia from a fellow patient during a group therapy session. Once I had a name for it, I could research it and then better explain things to my doctors. Fun fact, I had to call in <laughs> both my psychiatrist and endocrinologist once to explain the disorder to the ICU hospitalist. He couldn't comprehend how someone could omit a life-sustaining medication just to be thinner. Because he's an asshole. Like, you should... You I know. don't I, put your values on your patient. If that's what they are doing... Right. You have to understand, not have to understand it, but you have to understand that's what they're doing. Right. But maybe he just didn't, like, she was telling him, and he's like, what are you talking, like, yeah. so she called her doctors to yeah. be like, no, this is actually a thing. Because it's not a diagnosis. It's not a, it's not there the isn't levels. a diagnosis for it. Um, I found my tribe of others suffering from diabolemia and it was able to recover, but I now have lifelong complications. I have gastroparesis, dental issues, diabetic nerve damage, and degenerative disc disease. Oh. I had to have an emergency ACDFI surgery back in... So she had a back surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, back in November 2020 because the C5, C6 disc in her neck 
was crushing my spinal cord and I had lost a lot of motor Ouch. function and failing on my right side. So her discs and her spine and degenerated, degenerated because of all her high sugars being out of control. Um, I am currently waiting for approval for follow-up surgeries to clean up the bone spurs throughout my C-spine. So throughout her neck, she has all these mm-hmm. bone mm-hmm. sticking out into her spine. Um, my brain still tells me I'm quote-unquote fat Aww. and that there is a quick fix, but I know that another DKA could kill me. I hope this helps. get those two babies. I know. I hope this helps to explain how bulimia and insulin misuse are intertwined for some diabetics. Um, there's a video that she um, says to take a look at for more information. If anybody needs more information, we'll have Mike post it mm-hmm. um, on the pages. It's um, YouTube slash FMTR4G underscore VOPU. But we'll post it. I know Erin... Um, the girl who made the video through her Facebook support group, and she is an amazing soul. Um, thank you again for all that you do, Sarah. Sarah, that's an incredible story. That is unbelievable. And thank story. you for sharing it with us. Thank you uh, so much for educating us. We wrapped us. a whole we wrapped a whole episode around <laughs> that email. So, and I'm glad you're still here today. I'm glad you're here, and, and I'm you're sure not the babies are glad anymore. you're here. Yeah. And take care of yourself, so you could be here for many, many years more. Yeah. So that is the diabetes in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And uh, take care of yourselves, guys. Yes. So next week is our Halloween episode. Oh, it's your favorite. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Uh, so yeah, we got some fun stuff for mm-hmm. Halloweeny beanie. Different. Different. Kind of medical. Always on the death mode. We're always on the death mode for yeah. Halloween. I mean, people die in medicine and nursing, so that's how we right. can I mean, how, what else are you going to talk about? Use this episode. Um. So stay healthy, be safe, and we will see you Halloween. Yes. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.